We've started. Excellent. Happy whatever day it is of the week for you listeners. Um, it's close to Father's Day, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea. That's appropriate for our podcast. Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, is there a Daughter's Day? It's Daughter's Day every day. Yeah, quite. And <laughs> we only get one day out of a year. <laughs> and even that's made up. <laughs> Why is it? Yeah, but oh, I don't know. What? Is well, it's a... not like Mother's Day. Right? Mother's Day is a day and a feast day within. Well, it's not, uh, first of all, it's not Mother's Day. It's Mothering Sunday. That's the whole point. Uh, and it's uh, it's been in, within the Christian calendar for a very long time. There is no Father's Day in the Christian calendar. It's just made up as a commercial thing to sell. So men don't gifts feel left out. Yeah. Mm. So it's not reverse sexism. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think it probably started in America. Uh, and like a lot of things in America, spread to the rest of the world as a commercial idea. Hmm. Well then, Father. Yes. Um, I thought we could take it back to our serious topics because we've been a bit off. Serious? <laughs> no, not serious, but I feel like our main... We've kind of moved away from our main purpose of the podcast, which is fine. But our main oh, kind of... what you mean is that rather than talking about us, we're talking about you. <laughs> no, we don't just talk about me. We talk about random stuff as well. Yeah, we, talk, we have been talking about a lot of random stuff. You're absolutely right. Whereas I feel like the purpose we started this was kind of, um, you know, to get to know each other more, see about the dynamics of father-daughter relations and well and hopefully inform other people about father-daughter relationships yeah so i've got a question for you oh my god um what do you think a father's responsibility is like their father's job like what's their responsibility yeah like how would you what do you think is a perfect father like what do you think fathers are meant to do if that makes sense oh gosh the father's well, role it, ma it makes sense uh i don't think there's any easy answer um let me start by saying something completely different um as a, as a way of getting towards an answer um one of the things i find particularly confusing and um um i don't know ironic in a way is that if one wants to drive a car, you have to have lessons and then you take a test and you pass it or you fail it. If you want to do most jobs in life, you invariably have to have qualifications, Some kind of training course, whereas you training. don't have it for a parent. Whereas, ironically, for parenthood, you know, arguably the most important job that one can do, anybody can do it. There's no training. There's no experience required. Um, you're just expected to get on with it. And no one, there's no manual. No one kind of tells you what to do and whether it's right or wrong, which um, is a long way of trying to say you're just kind of thrown into it. There's no kind of preparation. And, but there's books and, not, and stuff, isn't there? Duh. Well, curiously, I think there are probably quite a lot of books on motherhood, uh -huh. but not necessarily fatherhood. Um, ah, but you could get a dog for practice. 
<laughs> Having um, pets for practice. No, that's not. That's a very bad idea. Um, but um, so um, you're kind of thrown into it, and uh, I've forgotten now what the question is. So, what are the responsibilities? What's the role? What do you um, think? Is well, of course, the role changes over time um, because obviously, um, when you were first born, the role is primarily putting food in your mouth and um, clearing it up when it comes out the other end. Um, and ensuring that you have food, you know, to go in your mouth and what have you. So essentially, I think what you know, generalising uh, grossly, you you have a, I guess, a paternal um, sense of both provision and protection. So probably most fathers, and I can only, I've never talked to any other fathers about what their view of fatherhood is so again you don't have a lot of dad friends um no that's not good why is that not <laughs> i mean good? i don't know if it's not i don't think it's not good necessarily but i would have thought well it doesn't it doesn't really matter whether i did or i didn't because men don't kind of talk about that stuff yeah but you should that's what i mean as in you know, mums oh, have groups of mums and talk about stuff, whereas fathers yeah, don't quite as much. I'm not a woman. I mean, um, men just don't talk about certain things like that. Men tend to talk about work and sport and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm generalising and being uh, stereotypical again. Um, but, and this is what I mean, there isn't a kind of father's club, but if you don't, mean. Yeah, but don't you think you would have, you would have been you would have benefited from having a f- kind of father's club or talking with fathers um, about issues? I, I really don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you just get on with it. So what I was trying to say is that your initial instincts are towards um, pro- provision and protection. You know, you I, I think those are just simply natural instincts that any father, whether it be a bird or animal human being whatever they're providers and they're protectors and i think that's true uh, of human uh, humans as well so and i think essentially what changes over time so when you're very young essentially when you're a baby and a toddler and all of those things you're focusing very much on uh, the physical aspects, you know, physical protection, uh, physical provision. And obviously, as one gets older, and again, I'm just kind of making this up, um, the balance switches towards mental provision and well-being and protection. So it becomes more... So initial stages of life is about physical development, and then later on, it's about mental development and... Uh, the way I look at it, and I I have no idea whether this is right or wrong because no one's actually told me what I'm meant to be doing as a parent. Um, I see my role, particularly as you have gradually got older, as a facilitator. My job isn't, although I think it's important that there are boundaries um, within a um, child-parent relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's important. Actually, I think when you're very young, I think it's very important to have those boundaries because I think young people um, need to know where certain boundaries are for for certain stability issues. But 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 
what I'm trying to say is that I don't think one should enforce one's will too much with on a child. Um, it's more about a, being a facilitator to, particularly as you get older, for them to develop in their own in their own way. And maybe, and this is where maybe some of the relationships go wrong. I'm guessing again, it's not something I've ever really discussed with anybody, um, that a lot of parents want their children to be like them to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Well, or fulfill their uh, yeah, dreams, the, like yeah. the kind of thing that I didn't get to do this, so you have yeah, to do yeah. it. Well, you know, they've got to be their own person. I, my kind of view is that there's no point me trying to force you to be a mini-me. If that's not what you want to be or you're able to be, yeah. then um, you've, got to be, you've got to discover who yourself is. And my role, as I see it, is to facilitate that as best as possible. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. No, I think that's a good way to look at it. Um, but I do think that sometimes and I do wonder whether this kind of comes into the whole ideals of what it is to be a man and masculinity and what have you I do think that sometimes some fathers kind of get lost in this whole I'm the provider oh I'm sure they do thing and just end up working every single day don't see their children lose any kind of relationship with their children whereas your children, well, I think... Well, in, in some respects, I think it's worse than that. You're absolutely right that you know, we we had this, again, generalized, stereotypic masculinity thing like, oh, you know, we had to beat our chests and be the provider and, you know, the protector of the home and homestead. We've got to, we've got to chase away the wild animals and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's almost done to the exclusion of everything else. And actually then it's used as an excuse. Oh, I've got to work all hours in order to put food on the table, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's used almost then as an excuse not to engage. Yeah. Whereas I think a child just wants the father there. Like To a certain extent, they don't understand what it means that you're at work providing because they i think as a child what well, you need is you is yeah. their parents there to play with and do stuff with not necessarily you know yeah um so i think it's quite a tricky balance of finding that kind of well and also maybe men are not very good at um getting their children to understand what other things they have to do in their life that you know well you know i do have to work you know it's it's yeah but i do wonder whether it kind of takes too much do you know what i mean like is it better to not have a relationship with your children but your child has everything or is it better to just take one thing away from your child or you know tighten the belt a bit financially but have time with your child um and I know some people don't have the privilege to be able to have that say, kind of... I, I, I know, but this is just... I'm not sure a lot of people just simply have the ability to make that choice. I know, but I'm just assuming that someone does have that choice. I know not everyone obviously has that privilege of being able to say, you know what, I want to spend time with my family, 
because you know there might be in well again you know we've talked about this a little bit before and yes there are unfortunately lots of gender stereotypes um and you know you talked about concepts of masculinity well of course you part of the problems of those concepts of masculinity is that you're not a man unless you have you know certain career aspirations and mm. what have you a lot of maleness is defined about not who you are as a father but who you are as uh, you know in the workplace if you see what I mean as yeah. much as anything else yeah which is why I think some men struggle when the woman works more earns more and then you know how many stay-at-home fathers do you know I don't know any stay-at-home fathers um well one who you know was a stay-at-home father for quite a while yeah but that's because he what had all the finances done uh well also he had a wife that earned a lot of money yeah I mean or I've often said jokingly although actually it isn't that jokingly um I would um I would have been completely happy and I would have been like a pig in poo um, (laughs) if basically I had never had to work and all I had to do was um, clean, cook, um, look after the house, look after you. um, Really? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you would. Oh, God, I would have done anything to do that. Really? I would have loved somebody else to have gone out and worked. But you're very much of a kind of work... No, but no, yeah, yeah, but I would have worked in the house. I mean, God, I would have loved to have somebody else say, "Do you know what? I'm going to earn all the money. You never have to worry about these things." How interesting! I can't think of anything better. Hmm. So interesting. Um, that's my favourite job. I want to be a home husband. Well, you can be a home. Not husband, but home... Well, whatever, partner, thing. Home man now. Yeah. I guess. Um, well, no, I can't, because um, no one's providing me with the money to do it. Oh, but if you're retired, once you're retired, you're getting money and you can just be at home. Um, yeah, but it's still... Sorry, I'm... Um, basically, okay, let me put it another way. I want to be a kept man. You want to be a what? <laughs> a kept man. What does that mean? Um, well, you've heard of the term kept woman. No. Um, Someone pays for you, yeah. like a sugar baby. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, oh, but that's a different way of saying it. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a, probably a rather more sexist way of saying it. But, yeah, I, the... Um, I don't actually have to worry about where the money's coming from um, because um, that's what somebody else is doing. I think that's just how life should be, you know. We should just be given money. Uh, yeah, you might. <laughs> we just you're on thin ice here. What we want. You're on very thin ice here, girl. Um, um, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, how much um, do you contribute each week to the rent <laughs> and upkeep of this place? Uh, how much do you contribute each week? Uh, um, I contribute with uh, good energy, good good times, fun times. Fine. Cooking. Okay, next time the electricity. The bathroom. Next time the uh, electricity bill comes in, I'll just say, "Oh, my daughter's contributing to this with good energy." 
This all this this good energy, unfortunately. Just <laughs> you wait, just you wait. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the point of the conversation. Anyway, oh, now the tables are turned. <laughs> so, hmm. But there is this kind of thing that you do expect your dad to be giving you money. Sorry, what? I never had that expectation as a child. No, not you, but your mum did. Uh, as a father, that's his role, to provide finances for the yeah, family. He also came from a different age. And, and that said, I'm one of my mother's regrets, as I understand it, um, she didn't talk about this very much, but I'm sure she once had a conversation with me. She said that, I wish I had worked. Mm. Um, I never liked the idea of, always being beholden on your father for waiting. money mm. you know, that she would like to have had. And I completely get that, you know, her own source of income, however small. Uh, uh, and actually, of course, she did work. Um, you know, she worked nonstop um, in, in various ways doing, well, basically charity work of various sorts and obviously looking after the household. But the point is she never had paid employment. Uh, throughout her life, um, pretty much, yeah, and and she and I, she, I think she did regret that that she never actually had um, an occupation as such. Mm. I was trying to explain what my understanding of being a father was, but what was your expectation? Yeah, but I think then there's a whole other thing because you there's I think expectations and what i would think a father is changes because there was we had different factors because you weren't it's not like you lived at home and you're in a whole other country mm. speaking a whole other language <laughs> but you still must have had an expectation yeah sure but i just mean that some of them might not have felt quite as realistic right like i can't expect you to be at every school event for example because you don't live in the same country mm. or i couldn't expect you to be there for all my birthdays because you didn't live in the same country mm. if that makes sense uh, yeah no it makes but i'd say sense. for me that's what i was saying before even though i know that you are providing for me like school wise and what have you i think as a kid you'd understand it but after a certain point you don't really care yeah because it's, it's more that, that you see yeah it's more that what you see is that yeah but i want you know not a pony for my birthday but do you get do you know what i mean mm, just I, like you well, being there well the absolute well what you, okay i think what you're saying in a roundabout way um is that you want to feel loved yeah. And the absence makes you question perhaps whether you are loved. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe just like more communication. But again, I'd say ours is more difficult because, again, it's not like you were in the same house. So I'd come back from school, tell you about my day mm. or go to bed. So I think there was... But, um, yeah, again, but that's about expectation. I mean, I lived in the same house as my father for the first, what, 
getting on 18, 17, 18 odd years of my life um, before I went um, away to university. Um, did I communicate with him? No. I mean, did he ever come home from work and ask me how my day was and what happened at school? No. Did I equally ask him how his day had gone at work? No. And he was there, but I don't think... Uh, I guess what I'm saying is that just because you, your father may live with you doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a better relationship. In fact, you may no. well have a worse relationship. No, no, I'm just saying that that's, I think, a factor also that played into what I think a father is, if that makes sense. Mm. Or what a father's role is. Is so, that maybe some of my expectations wouldn't be true because of the circumstances anyway? Mm. I think <laughs> I don't know. We've lost track, and also I think we're. I don't know what this conversation is anymore. No, not why. And I don't know why I'm frustrated either. Because <laughs> your expectations have been shattered. Yeah. So is this a conversation about expectations or about no, fatherhood? The, everything is up to your expectations. Yeah. I know that. Everything in life is dependent on your expectations. Whether you get hurt from something is because you expected something. Whether exactly. you're disappointed is because you expected something. Whether, you know, yes, okay, I get that. Good. <laughs> so what's your problem? <laughs> But that's not what this... You've just oversimplified a whole conversation. Yep. You can't tell a kid, stop crying. It's not my fault you have high expectations. (laughs) I could try. (laughs) You could try, but it's not, you know... I have a philosophical discussion with a five-year-old. You can't tell me, oh, it's not my fault you thought I wasn't a good dad or that I am a good dad because... That's your fault because you had expectations. You just set the bar too high. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm actually a perfectly reasonable dad. It's just that your bar is up there and my bar is down here. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an excellent dad by my my definition. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just need to change your definition. Exactly. Like that's not, that's not communication. You have you can have expectations, but you also need to communicate. For example, when I remember, I remember when I was what thirteen, fourteen, a teenager, when I kind of felt that, what is this like? I don't know what my father daughter relationship is anymore because I feel like there isn't anything there. I said to you, we need to talk once a week. Yeah, and put an expectation there. No, communicated that. Whereas if I could have just sat and kept getting upset and angry because of my expectations, sitting around waiting for them to be me, nothing would have happened and I would have been even more hurt. Whereas I communicated, but I think it's a both-way thing. And I think what's difficult is sometimes for the children to take up that responsibility. I don't think it's a child's responsibility to have a good relationship with their parents. So that's my expectation. I think it's a parent's responsibility to have a good relationship with their children. 
And it's also understanding what it is that makes that good relationship. Yeah. So maybe actually parents should ask the kids what they want. Yeah, possibly a bit from more. From their parents. Um, well, there we go. That's been an interesting conversation. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what we've got from that. I'm not sure. I don't think there's a one answer of what the perfect father is because it's depending on your own expectations. Absolutely. What may be perfect for somebody may be absolutely crap for somebody else. Mm. And we're here to investigate these kind of things. Yeah, I think one of the things that you have said, communication is important because... um, We kind of make it up as we go along. That's the problem. Mm. Is it really, in that sense, different from any other relationship? No. I think there is a pressure as well, you know, from the American dream or whatever it might be of, like, what a family should look like and what a parent's role is and blah, blah, blah. But um, Mm. that's uh, just like society in general. Um, But, yeah, shall we just... Wrap it up. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think I should want... I don't think I like the idea of ending on the American dream. You um, mean you don't want to, you know, play ball with your son while you have a beer and have a barbecue and... Um, I mean, the son that I, I don't have. Yeah. Um, uh, well, actually, that's a very good point. And um, then your daughter's daddy's girl, who you are very protective yeah. with, and she's very innocent and... Yeah. Um, sorry, that's, I was going to say something different, and that is, let's say I had had two children, a son <gasps> and a daughter, and you had a sibling. Um, would I actually have a very different relationship with the son than I do from the daughter? You know, we're getting into gender And you can think again. about that, and we can talk about it on another episode. Well, I, I wouldn't know, because I never had a son. Or would you want me to be a boy rather than a girl? What did you want me to be before I was born? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I We've run had no. no preference whatsoever. <laughs> right, we are running out of time. Okay. Which is why I've been trying to close this conversation. Yeah. <sighs> right, well, if you have any more uh, topics comfortable or uncomfortable things you'd want to discuss with your dad that you didn't um articulate yeah then uh let us know okay and thank you for listening like follow subscribe uh and what have you share it with your friends share it with your fathers share it with your mothers okay and see you next week bye